Welcome to A Fresh Take, where we welcome experts from all backgrounds to have mindful conversations around relevant topics, all timed perfectly to your masking experience. Sit back, apply your favorite mask, and press play. Hi, I'm Emily from Storytelling here at Fresh. Today on A Fresh Take, we're going to welcome William Tyson. William is CEO at EcoAct, who works with businesses like Fresh to help them improve their climate and carbon strategies. Welcome to the podcast, William. We're excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. Through my research, you have had so many different jobs. You've been in marketing, you've been in sales, you've been in business development. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got started in that? That is correct. And actually, in a former life, I I actually used to work at Sotheby's. What I enjoyed about Sotheby's was that it was the meaning between business and art. So you had all these art specialists, and then you had business specialists. So it was kind of the meaning of two worlds um, that I was always really interested in in working in. And then I ended up doing my MBA uh, at HEC Paris. And during the uh, MBA program, you have a little bit of time to reflect on where your priorities lie. And I had an experience working working with fashion footwear company called Veja during my MBA program. So I worked for them for about three weeks doing consulting. And it was really there that I had my aha moment because Veja has a very socially responsible and environmentally responsible supply chain. And their goal was that they wanted their consumers not to buy their sneakers because they were environmentally responsible, but because the sneakers were cool and they were high quality. So really, I had this moment where I was was like, wow, this is really integrated into the entire business and a new way of looking at business that you do not have to sacrifice quality for being more ecologically responsible or sustainable. And so that really opened my eyes and got me a lot more interested in sustainability. I, I find it, I'm sure, so interesting for you that each company is at a different point in their sustainability goals and ambitions. So so talk to me a little bit about how when you when you go to a company or a company comes to you for your services, how you, you know, gauge where they're at, how you make a plan moving forward. It's a really good question because indeed the especially within the United States the spectrum is very large and and companies are at very di- different stages. So there's companies that have been doing sustainability for years and then there's other companies that are just starting now. What I'd say is the most common approach that we have when we first get into working with a company is what we call discovery. And discovery is really understanding the context because again, every company even if they're in the same sector is going to be very very different. But and what we're doing is going to be relying a lot on data. So data coming from operations, from invoices, from procurement, from all throughout the company. So we need to understand what kind of data is currently available in order to convert the, the information that we're getting into a carbon footprint. And so the 
the first year is really key. So we do a discovery phase if they're really at the beginning, and then we're gonna we support them in doing a carbon footprint, looking at data, and then seeing how we can set what we call a base year. So what what is their base year that they're looking to set targets from, and identify hot spots within their operational footprint. And one could look at it uh, on the company lens or the product lens. And so on the comp uh, company lens, we're looking at what we call different scopes. And so we're looking at direct emissions. And um, so what's happening within the office buildings, what's under direct control under the company. Then we look at what we call scope two, which is electricity usage. Now electricity usage is indirect because uh, we're actually sourcing electricity off the grid. So we're looking at a lot of invoices and the energy mix in the local context of where the company has an operational footprint and attributing a carbon footprint to, the, to scope two. Then it gets really interesting because then we're going off to scope three, which is everything that uh, else that is indirect and within a company's value chain. And so that's looking at transport and distribution, waste, looking at business travel. This is a lot where procurement comes in and, and working with different vendors where the company may have influence, but not necessarily direct control. But taking a step back, what we're looking at when we're doing a carbon footprint is really um, taking all the greenhouse gases, so uh, you know methane, hydrofluorocarbons, um, all the different um, kind of warming, and putting it down to one indicator. So for everybody listening, uh, the the when you see TCO2E, that means ton of carbon dioxide equivalent. So that's basically bringing everything down to a common denominator and bringing it into reporting. So when you see a company has X amount of tons of carbon dioxide equivalent, that's essentially all the gases being put into that common denominator of carbon di dioxide and then reporting what their carbon footprint is. So you told us a lot about companies' carbon footprints and how we can measure that as a company. How can companies producing these products, like a rose face mask, be more aware of what's going into their purchasing and producing habits? Yeah, so indeed, we talked about the company one. And now there's also product life cycle assessments is what we refer to them as in the carbon world. And so looking at a product or service and looking at the entire life cycle of that product. So how does it come from nature? What are the, the raw materials going into the product? How is it being transported? How is it being manufactured, processed, stored? And eventually, how is it being used by the consumer? And then it's how does it go back into nature? Is it within a landfill? Or is it being reused and recycled? So those are ways that we look at assessing emissions with a product. And this is a really interesting way for companies to look at uh, high selling products or one of their key product lines to really understand where the emissions are lying within that product life cycle, where they can innovate and where they can take action. Because those, uh, and, and that links to when we're 
going back to the company, all the way from scope one to scope three. There are kind of two terms that we use in the in a product life cycle. There's cradle to cradle and cradle to grave. So cradle to cradle is, is really looking at when it comes from nature, goes through the whole life cycle, and then is recycled and reused. So you'll see that frequently in sustainability reports. What you'll also see is cradle to grave, which is when it's going back to nature or going back into a landfill, because that also has an effect on the environment. But recycling does too, because you need to transform the environment, the, the product, into a new product. So there could be energy usage in that. So it's not just that it's recycled and therefore it's better. We want to really understand what the energy usage is at each stage of the product life cycle. Thank you, William, for being here on the podcast. And we're excited to have you on a fresh take. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening to A Fresh Take and indulging in some feel-good beauty for the skin and mind. 